bet. I don't bet. What do you mean you don't bet? I mean, I don't bet. You know, I don't care. I don't care. I never have, and I never will. Yeah, right. Because a house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Sir, uh, you're aware that there's a $50,000 buy-in this evening? If that's the case, give me $100,000 in chip. Let me have a dive. Let me see some hot weed. This son of a bitch all night, he chick, chick, chick. He trapped me. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Good morning, London. Good afternoon, Beijing. And good fucking night to my dear friends in New York. Welcome to episode 44 of Ray's Radio. We know the fans were clamoring for it. We had to get the band back together. I have Chuck and Nick on the line. Fellas, what's going on? Merry Christmas, John. Happy Hanukkah to my Hebrew friend, Chuck. And happy Kwanzaa to all our listeners in Beijing. The boys are back in town. Look at this. Happy holidays, guys. That's the uh, Ray's Radio drinking show, uh, courtesy of uh, Dogfish Head Brewery. I'm sipping on a 60-minute IPA. Uh, how, what, what are your guys' plans for the holidays? Any, any funny traditions, weird quirks, anything, anything you're looking forward to? Or I, I really wanted to do this because I know after a few days with the family, you need some time alone. You need, I need like a podcast to plug into. So I think this is a public service for most folks out there who can't stand their family for more than a couple days at a time. I like to play this game where I act as wildly into a random bowl game like the pinstripe full as possible without my parents thinking that I have half my savings account on the game. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite memories, uh, Christmas memories, is uh, it's a tradition having John uh, group text us on Christmas Day and say to take all the unders in the NBA and have them all go around. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all right, just got burned there. Um, well, uh, I'm looking forward to it. This is, uh, this will be a nice little break. Um, happy. This is also, this was just convenient. This is, uh, like a first time in a while. Obviously the pod has, has been suffering in terms of volume. Uh, but, uh, happy to get the band back together. Happy. I was able to get off work props to my, uh, bosses who are out getting drunk right now. Could actually get home before six o'clock for the first time in like six months. So uh, I'm pretty psyched. Uh, but we haven't been together for a while. Um, I, I, how how is your how is your football gambling season been? It's starting to wind down here. We're in you know we've, bowl season has already started. We're into week sixteen of the NFL. Um, myself, I think I've, I've detailed this on past pods with Nick. Uh, I had a little bit of a rough fall, and uh, we've started to come back this December. Uh, but but where where have your pitfalls been? I'll, I'll tell you this: the Steelers have cr- killed me. Those couple losses they had. So I'll say this. And I think it's not a coincidence. I have had my best gambling season to date. <laughs> and it is the first time in four years that I haven't been doing weekly podcasts. And now that we're back on the podcast, I think I'm going to go ice cold. The, the you more better, you better bet give, lightly this weekend, my friend. The more that I give out picks, the less they hit. Whenever I just like quietly rip a three-team, ten-point teaser, or an underdog money line, it hits. But whenever I tell all my boys to take it, 
it flops in glorious fashion. So I'm a little bit cautiously going into this, but hopefully taking some time off will have kind of cleared up that bad juju. <laughs> so, so I've actually never really tracked my uh, wins and losses, like my net net balance until this year. Uh, I, I will admit I've been um, – I've been a lot more conservative with my picks this year. Uh, years past, I've just been a degenerate betting every single goddamn game on the board. Uh, I've kind of only gone with picks that I, I really feel confident about. A lot of money line parlays. Uh, so I'm up 643 in the year, which is pretty decent. Whoa. Uh, considering most years, uh, I'm, I'm down four figures towards by the end of the year. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that uh, the bowl season uh, will, will uh, bring that number down a little bit back to closer to zero <laughs> you know it's funny i guess it's a it's a tale of two cities or, or three cities i guess because i feel like the pod really helped me zone in because i had to be locked in you couldn't come in come into a podcast unprepared and actually doing a bit of research and also this is, there's there's a time factor involved with this but but doing a bit of research actually helped me hone in on things and uh, and I've been the opposite, Nick. I think I've been profitable, but this year it's uh, gone on the shitter. That's why I've been bothering everyone to get on the fucking podcast like for weeks at <laughs> a time. But anyways, all right, enough of that. Uh, do you guys want to go? Do you want to hit some bowls first, or just dive right into uh, the NFL? Why don't we just do a little round robin, like whatever you're feeling, rip it. And I'm going to start off in the NFL where there's a game that jumps off in off the board and into the next neighborhood because I like it so much. It's the Seattle Seahawks plus three hosting the Chiefs. The Seahawks have won the past eight games as home underdogs. And I think not only is this line completely inflated, here's why. It's because everybody who's in their fantasy championship this week, they have Mahomes, they have Tyreek Hill, they have Travis Kelsey, um, and they all want to bet on him. So Mahomes has been a bubble all year. Everybody wants in on the Mahomes party. And this is the biggest case I can think of it. This game, you're telling me with this spread right here, it'd be minus nine in fucking Arrowhead. This spread is off. This spread is wacky. Take the Seahawks. Take them uh, straight up and against the spread. Yeah, I'm with you, Chuck. Kansas City has looked a lot different since uh, Kareem Hunt uh, was released due to the video footage uh, being released. Um, on the other side, Seattle, only nine giveaways this season. That leads the NFL, so they're a disciplined football team. Uh, they play great uh, at home, and uh, I just think that uh, Seattle gets it done here. Uh, I agree, Chuck. Line should be a lot closer to zero. Pick them. Yep. Uh, so I'm taking. I'm with you. I'm on, I'm on Seattle. Let's go Hawks. Wow. I guess I'm going to deliver the contrarian special of the week because I love wow. the Chiefs. And and currently I see two and a half. So there's an important clarification there because uh, the hook. I, I'm seeing two and a half minus one ten. I love the Chiefs in this spot. I, I feel like they they haven't delivered recently. They're you know they've kind of been overshadowed. Everyone's talking about the Chargers and the Steelers resurgence by beating the Patriots. Finally finally getting that. Uh, you know, that off their back, so to speak. Uh, meanwhile, the Patriots obviously are dwindling. but and, and you still have the Red Hot Texans. I mean, not to diminish them, their presence in the AFC. Uh, but I still feel like the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC. Now, don't get it twisted. This is an Andy Reid-led team. They will choke eventually. <laughs> I, I would not lay money on them to win the Super Bowl. And maybe we could do a little, like, playoff futures later. 
but I would I would certainly not uh, bet on them to go all the way. But uh, I love them in this spot. This is the biggest test for Mahomes. The Seahawks have been a, have been a bit hot lately, um, and I'm I'm going to go contrarian here. I just think I think the Seahawks are the public side, and the and the Chiefs are the better team. I'm laying the two and a half minus one ten. No doubt about it. Got some. Quick- well, you talked you talked about NFL futures. Here's my money, and here's my mouth. Because this morning I put my money where my mouth is. I put twenty five dollars Seahawks Super Bowl pays out nine twenty five. This is my dark horse. This is my dark bird. This is my dark hawk. Yeah, I got some trends for you guys too. Uh, Seattle four zero against the spread as a home underdog since two thousand twelve. They're a rare home underdog. Only four nine. Times. They've won their past nine games as home underdogs. Yep, and then the Chiefs won five and one in their last seven against the spread. So trends would tell you to pick Seattle. I'm still with you, Chuck. John, I think you're uh, see, you're I'm holding struggles. tight. Struggles trends are tr- trends are outdated, my friend. I think I think Hold anyone on. knows that. Hold on, you want to you want another another trend? You want to put your nightcap on because the Seahawks are 24 six and four against the spread in their last 34 night games. Oops, <laughs> oops, Charlie <laughs> did it again. That'll be that'll be a. F- That'll be a fun one on Sunday night. There's there is no for us, doubt for about me, it. Nick. Maybe for me and Nick. Maybe you're gonna be having. <laughs> well, you know it's it. You know what's we'll have to get a. Go ahead, Chuck. No, they said we're gonna have to like get a little side raise radio bet on that. I, yeah, I, I, I love that we're starting off with a two on one crossfire contrarian. <laughs> mob assault, mob assault on Ray. Listen, fellas, let's let's move. I, I want to bring us back into the college ranks here. All right, I'm going to give you my college. I'm going to start off with my college lock of the week. <laughs> I like Texas Christian University. We are in the Cheez It Phoenix Bowl. Love Cheez Its. Get your hands all cheesy against the California <laughs> Golden Bears. Uh, uh, rookie head coach Justin Wilcox has done well um, with this California, specifically on the defensive side of the football. Uh, they ranked 16th nationally, but I just like uh, head coach Gary Peter- Patterson's. Uh, experience in bowl, bowl games. I think TCU playing in the high flying uh, Big 12. Also, uh, 22nd in the nation in defense, which is pretty good for a Big 12 team. <clears throat> You're typically led by, the, by their offense. Uh, TCU is getting one point in this game. It takes place in Phoenix. Uh, I just think the, pre- uh, the preparation that Gary Patterson will get his guys compared to a rookie head coach playing his first bowl game. Uh, <laughs> TCU getting a point, taking the money on. What's up with Texas? Christian, how come there's never any Jewish university, like Texas Jewish University? You got all these <laughs> Christian universities. Let's, let's balance it out. I mean, I, th- I think if there was going to be a Jewish university, Charlie, I don't think it would be in Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know Long Island. <laughs> Long Island Jewish University. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know. I don't know if they'd have a D1 football program either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, interesting. I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, but that'll be so. That's a Sunday night game. That's on the twenty third. Obviously, we have a nice little lineup of uh, of sort of where Christmas lands this year. I kind of like this little long weekend into Christmas. You get Christmas Eve off. You get Christmas off. You got Christmas Day basketball, where I'll tell you about the under, and every game will go over. Um, and then uh, you end up. I mean, Monday night, I guess, is a shitty game. But then you start to get into the heart of bowl season. Um, and there was one game um, I'm very interested Nick, I in. will say, I just want to say that I like that pick because I'm an overall fan this year of just betting against the Pac-12 in these bowl games because they are such a 
fraudulent conference this year. And I like Oregon. I've, like, I'm an Oregon guy. But everything about the Pac-12 is just so fraudulent. And that's why all these people are complaining about SEC teams who don't play out of conference. Auburn, a middle-of-the-road SEC team this year, beat Washington, who's like the pride of the Pac-12, the only team, them in Oregon, that have made the playoff uh, from the Pac-12. So I like that just based on fading the Pac-12 alone. Yeah, I actually like that. I like that theory also, um, just kind of betting. Uh, in these bowl games, because I mean they're pretty much all conference versus a different conference. So betting on the conference that was stronger is always a good, good, good way to do it. It was definitely a down year for the Pac-12. So, John, I want to get your take on something because you're a little bit, I'd say, of our resident Notre Dame expert. Sure. And, and when this playoff line came out against Clemson, plus thirteen Notre Dame is against the Clemson Tigers. I think that's a disrespectful line. I think that is a disrespectful line for Notre Dame, and I'm as much as I'm not the biggest Notre Dame fan, I'm inclined to rip. Uh, so here's the thing: without wanting to put my foot in my mouth, I think it is <laughs> totally disrespectful. I, I expected ten. I, I mean, it's not. I, I wouldn't say you know. I, it, it's not like I was expecting it to be um, a single digit or God, you know, God forbid, like a touchdown line. I, I expected ten. I expected double digits. Thirteen. I'll tell you, it seems like a bit much um, for, I mean, everyone can rip on Notre Dame having an independent schedule, but it's not like Clemson, you know, played a bunch of world beaters either. And, and they're starting, I mean, Lawrence uh, Tynes, obviously a very, uh, what's, what's his last name? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor John. Lawrence. I thought Lawrence Tynes. I always call him the Giants ex Giants kicker. Lawrence <laughs> Tynes. Uh, yeah. Now, listen, he may be like the next, you know, greatest pro prospect uh, yes. since Baker Mayfield, but like I, I, I don't see 13 is a ton of points uh, on a neutral site, of course, down in Dallas. Um, I wish I was going. This game's on the 29th. Um, but I, I, Charlie, I agree with you. I think as we get closer to game time, I think you see this trickle down a bit. So if, if you do like Notre Dame on the, as the side, I would say grab it sooner rather than later because I, I think this line only goes down from here. Oh, well. But it's I, also just like you want to talk about fraudulent conferences. Like I'd throw the ACC in there too. Who has Clemson beat this year? NC State, Boston College. Like, come on. Who? What is their signature win this year? I understand that the ACC is not that strong of a conference in a lot of people's minds, but uh, in, in my opinion, on, on both of these games, really. But let's just talk Clemson here. Uh, Clemson and Alabama are in a class above the rest of the. Uh, no. they, they have been. They have been. Clemson hasn't proved anything this year. As Charlie just said, they've beaten nobody. I think they beat Auburn. Let's let just pull their schedule. They now. didn't play Auburn this year. Pull the schedule. They didn't play Auburn. I'm looking at the schedule right now. They've beaten 17th-ranked Boston College. Congrats. Uh, they beat NC State at home. Nice, nice four point win against Syracuse. <laughs> two point win, two point win against uh, Texas A and M. There's nothing on here that says they should be, in my opinion, a 13 point favorite against Notre Dame, who who has a stronger schedule and better wins. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, there's plenty of spots to pick uh, in terms of Notre Dame's schedule this year. They had close games against teams like Vanderbilt and Ball State. But on the whole, on the whole, I agree with you, Charlie. I'm not saying I'm betting Notre Dame, but I probably will. <laughs> Off the rubber band for this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Nick, you were alluding to, uh, you know, talking about the ACC, and obviously we have, um, you know, in some other ways, a more distant, uh, I'm more of a distant fan, but UVA is taking on your South Carolina Gamecocks, and I believe you will be attending this game down in Charlotte uh, in the Belk Bowl, one of my favorite bowl names, by the way. Um, I see Carolina as five-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, a little juice on Carolina, uh, what what do you think about this game? Yeah, totally with you, John. Um, a lot of experts are, are picking UVA to upset South Carolina in this bowl game, um, which takes place uh, just an hour and a half, hour and fifteen minutes away from uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte. Um, but but all those experts can fuck off. Um, South Carolina is the much m- more superior football team. Uh, UVA, um, <clears throat> like like you mentioned, the ACC is down this year. SEC obviously up as it always is. Well, uh, I so thought you were my, just trying to pump up the ACC for your Clemson <laughs> argument. What's going on here? The old switcheroo. The old switcheroo, of course. But I think uh, Clemson, the, the I don't know what it is, the coastal and the Atlantic. I'll get the hell. Um, but I think the the side of the division that Clemson plays in is, is much stronger. They got all the tough teams. And then the one that Virginia plays in is kind of weak. Um, Virginia also just not as experienced in bowl games in South Carolina. I want to pull up Pull up, uh, is Charlotte in uh, South Carolina? Just curious. No, literally John, <laughs> come on. You you have the best education out of all of us. Geography was not part of the curriculum. John, you're... Charlotte is in North Carolina. No, well, that's what I said. I thought he said South Carolina. They have no experience in South Carolina. I said, is that in South Carolina? That's what I just said. I'll, I'll run the tape back for you guys later. I know, I know, I ninety five and up. Can you name the Can you name the capital of North Carolina? Raleigh. Without looking. Without Raleigh. Raleigh. <laughs> Come on. I mean, more people know more people know that Charlotte's in North Carolina than know that Raleigh's the capital. No. I, it was a fair question. It was a fair question. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> we need to pull the listeners on that. <laughs> Uh, all right, Clay, what are you Anyways. looking up over there? <laughs> what? Clay's got about six encyclopedias out right now. Um, looking at his fucking Bud Light. I just don't know much about UVA, but you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> all right, well. UVA so- is one of, I will say, I will say, UVA, one of the best teams against the spread this year. They bet a little bit of a spread buster, and if you bet against them, it's hurt your wallet. Um, yeah, I mean, Gamecock offense this year, though, 32.6 points per game. Uh, we're led by quarterback Jake ben- We got Rico Dowdle in the backfield with A.J. Turner. Uh, I do not believe Debo Samuel will be playing in the bowl game, which will take away one of South Carolina's, uh, probably South Carolina's most dangerous offensive weapon. But I'm taking, um, I'm taking the... We're five zero and one against the spread in bowl games uh, in the last six. That's a pretty good trend. We we got no 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 losses against the spread. Uh, I'm just taking South Carolina with that, that home field advantage. They're they're used to playing in Charlotte. A lot of these guys are from the area, so I'm just I'm just taking my boys here. Uh, no bias, no bias here. 
Go Cox. Yeah. Well, that's all shocking to, to me and Chuck and all the listeners. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess since we're on the let's since we're on the topic before, I got some other NFL things to talk about. But uh, while we're on the topic of the NFL, we, Oklahoma and Alabama, uh, Alabama laying fourteen. Uh, we had a spread of, or I'm sorry, a total of seventy nine. And I believe when this uh, total, when this number was posted, uh, there was a there was a red alert text from the Clife Main. So I, I want I want him to take the floor. I, I am, and I was just texting about this with uh, another group of degenerates uh, who was one was advocating for the under as strongly as uh, Clife was on that red hot alert. Um, I'm cautious about this total. Some people see it as a dead nut under, and I'm not so I'm not so convinced. So, Clife, uh, p- present your case. Well, I mean, you've got two of the most explosive offenses in the, in the NCAA. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, just won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Alabama led by two of the globally. These are two, the two top finishers for the Heisman. Uh, this is a different Alabama team. This year, Alabama, they can score the football. With two at quarterback, they're different than they've been in the past where they just got quarterbacks who are game managers who hand the ball off to their stud running backs. Uh, this is a different team. They've put up uh, – Well, hold on. Just uh, hold on. Let me back up a second. I thought your red alert was to bet the under, but everything you're saying is, is that these <laughs> offenses are really good. <laughs> I, I don't know if you... We got to pause again. I gotta, uh... Ladies and gentlemen, after further review, Clife did issue a red alert to hit the under – 79, but he just went on a tirade about why you should go over this number. So with that with that being said, uh, Chuck, do you got any thoughts on this game? I mean, total and spread. I mean, obviously, Alabama's the much more talented team. Obviously, Tua Tagovailoa dealing with surgery on his ankle. Uh, Saban came out in the media this past week uh, or so talking about how, um, you know, he's progressing, but obviously, you know, did a lot of coach speak there. What happens – I mean – I feel like this is a high number based on the fact that he had ankle surgery. If Jalen Hurts is playing quarterback, this is not an Alabama defensive old. And, and as Clive was just advocating, Kyler Murray can can score the fucking ball. Well, I just want to say it's a bold strategy by Clive, and I commend him because either way, he's going to win <laughs> this somehow. Either the under or over will hit. One of his beds will hit. I'm actually taking Alabama. This is crazy. Minus two fifty to win the. The college football championship. They're just, in my opinion, they're in a different class than these other teams. And I like that Hurts is coming back. He's been sitting there waiting for this moment. He didn't transfer like a lot of kids would have done. And now, like, you couldn't script up a better finish for him to get the ball and win. And I think the players will play hard for him as if they're already not maxed out on motivation. I'm thinking Alabama right now as we type – uh, as we speak, minus two fifty to win the championship. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't mind Listen, that. I don't mind that at all. Sorry, go ahead, Clive. Sorry, speaking with a clear mind here, I think it really does. Uh, <laughs> under comes down to uh, the health of Tua Tagovailoa because uh, Alabama's strength this year—they always have a pretty good wide receiver. Uh, you know, they've had uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley in the past, but their strength is their receivers. They got some stud receivers this year, uh, and Tua gets them. Uh, Tua is the one the quarterback on that team that can get them the ball. I don't think Jalen Hurts has that ability. He has a running ability. He can make plays. Uh, he's great in like a, a run-pass option type offense. But uh, two, if he's healthy, this one's going over. If not, 
we'll take the under. So that that'll that'll be the way I play this one. Yeah. And, uh, but either way, I'm going to win because I picked both sides. Yeah, Chuck, I don't uh, I don't mind I don't mind your uh, your Alabama pick at all. Um, you got to lay money, but I think it's coming right back to you. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I, I'd be. I'd be shocked if they don't beat Oklahoma. I mean, obviously Lincoln Riley has done an outstanding job there, uh, taking over for Stoops. But um, it, as we already had talked about, I, Notre Dame and Clemson, and I, I'm saying this being a Notre Dame fan, they, they don't have the resume uh, that Alabama does. And um, it, even if, if God, you know, God forbid, Notre Dame beats Clemson uh, outright. Um, I, I'm I'm not looking forward to a rematch of the national championship with Alabama and Notre Dame. I'm just telling you that right now. That, that will not. Uh, that's not a game I would look forward to. I mean, uh, without <coughs> excuse me, Alabama's defense being what it was back then, but uh, offensively they just scare me so much. Um, especially that gives another week uh, for Tua to come back. But um, yeah, I, I don't mind it one bit. Uh, you guys want to move over back to the NFL? I have a, I have, I have a money teaser over here. I just need to share. Uh, Charlie, it wouldn't be a podcast with you unless I was spreading some hate on the Eagles. So, my, oh my God, I love this game. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my teaser of the week: take the Texans, tease them up to getting a touchdown against the Eagles. I, I, I can't believe this fucking line, dude. The Eagles, I mean, I get it. So, Charlie, like using applying, uh, you know, a common knowledge of NFL spreads, you, you roughly two and a half to three points um, of home field advantage, you would think this this spread is maybe in line. But the Texans are one of the hottest teams in the NFL that no one's talking about. They they kind of were flamed up in the media a couple weeks ago, like oh, and but but the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles are the sexiest team in the NFL right now. It's like. Who are these guys? They're making a playoff push. Guess what? They're still behind the Redskins uh, for for the playoffs right now. And 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 fucking Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick is back. Um, and and every all of a sudden they're getting so much respect from the market. The fact that they're even one point favorites against this Houston Texans team. This this Eagles team, as 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 we like to say, is dog shit. I mean, they really are. They have no running game. Um, obviously, Frank Reich uh, and uh, their other their other coach, who was part of the mastermind offense uh, that guided them to the Super Bowl last year with Doug Peterson, he's gone too. Um, and the Texans, on the other hand, uh, they look filthy right now. I mean, Deshaun Watson is silly. Lamar Miller has been really good. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but obviously, J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney have been playing huge for them. And I just... I don't know why they're one-point dogs uh, in Philly. I mean, it's a tough place to play. I get it, but I'm not willing to bet it outright, but that's one leg of my teaser. I'll let y'all react. I'm in complete agreement. I think people are getting all wound up because they're getting flashbacks of last year when Foles came in and the Eagles were, you know, admittedly a money underdog for the rest of the season. But – I think people are getting ahead of themselves, and they're doing it against the wrong teams. The Texans are real deal, McBradley Beal. This is an easy trap game for people who are falling for the Nick Foles trap. Yeah, and yeah. not to, and not to mention the like it's a classic public overreaction to the Rams game last year. I think as yes. as this game gets closer to kickoff, and it was plus two. Uh, the Texans were two point underdogs earlier. Now I'm seeing it plus one. 
Um, as you see this, I think this will be a pick by the time you get to game time or even the Texans are favored because this is a public reaction to their fucking win over the Rams last, uh, you know, last Sunday night. Yeah, I think uh, this has to do with Eagles playing at home. Uh, Texans not as strong as the team on the road. Um, also, I mean, you, you say Big Dick Nick, like he, he's some jokester, and yeah, he, he kind of is, but he looks like a doofus. But he did win the Super Bowl last year, and before Carson Wentz came back, he was pretty decent. Yeah, he's a capable quarterback, uh, and, and like you mentioned, John, uh, after what, what they did uh, in Los Angeles last week, um, People are jumping back on the Eagles bandwagon, but I don't have to side with you guys here. Didn't he play on the Rams? Nick yes. Foles, yes, yeah. yeah. So he had some extra motivation last week. Like he, yeah. this is a classic letdown spot. Yeah, well, and and the Rams had been kind of uh, Rams are another story, and 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 I don't know if I. Um, and I fucking hate yeah, they have, they have the, so much. They have the Cardinals this week, and they're 14-point favorites. I mean, they've stumbled the last couple weeks, uh, obviously the terrible game they had against Chicago. Um, and, and, and so I think this is, this is more – that game last Sunday night was more of the Rams playing poorly and, and taking the Eagles lightly than the other way around, it, it, just in my opinion. Uh, but anyways, I'll get to the second leg of the teaser – um, and this is probably going to be uh, one of the most uh, watched games of the week, I would imagine. Um, you have the Steelers traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Um, right now, spread on this game, Saints by 5.5, and, um, and the total at 52.5. Now, I'm taking that total, and I'm teasing it down and going over. All right, so you got the Texans plus 7, and then you got the Steelers and New Orleans Saints over 46.5. Um, these two high-flying offenses. Listen, the Saints' defense has been playing well of late, um, but the Steelers need to win. And, and I think, and same on the other side of the ball, Drew Brees had his worst game of the year last week. I, I think you're going to see fireworks in the Superdome uh, on Sunday at four o'clock. In fact, I, I like I, I kind of wanted to just go over it outright, but I, I just kind of looked at the board and. Um, teasers have been hot for me lately. That's also why I want to get back on the podcast. I needed the teaser king to get back on board. Um, but yeah, I think th- I think that is one of the easiest teasers on the board this week. Uh, I have a couple other ideas, but um, I'll kick it to you, Chuck. I like this. I mean, I think you got to tease this down because they know that people are going to like the over on this, and probably I'd lean over at the normal number. But I think it's a great teaser. Um, I mean, I'm all over the first leg of it. I'm not a big totals guy. I never have been. I just like taking sides. But when I do take sides, when I do drink beer, I drink Dosa Keys and I tease the over-under. Because the over-unders are usually so spot on in Vegas that teasing them, I think, almost even provides more of an advantage than just teasing a normal side. A normal number, yeah. No, I don't disagree. Um, any, do you have any other, any other picks, Chuck? Um, I think I have one or two more. Yeah. Um, I keep, I, I really like a teaser this week that involves, uh, the Colts. Uh, they're surging. Like, I don't know if they're surging in a way that a team like the Chargers or the Texans are surging, but they are money. They are so money. So I like teasing the Colts down from minus nine to minus six, uh, where they are hosting... Minus um, three. You mean minus nine to minus three. I'm sorry. Probably minus nine to minus three, where they are hosting the Giants. And then I also like 
teasing the Texans down from minus 10 to minus 4 against the Redskins because I think it's another, uh, you know, uh, we all know the Redskins. This is an awful time. I, congrats on the win last week, Josh Johnson. That was great. It was also against the Jag Kitties, who might be the only worst team in the NFL than the uh, uh, Redskins right now. So I think the Texans easily win this game by a touchdown. Titans, but yes. Titans. Tight. Uh, no, Char- I don't disagree with you in, in, in at all because I looked at the number um, early on this week and I saw ten. Really, like who were the who were the Titans? Like the Redskins? Ten? Like I might tease this up. And then I had a you know a day to to ponder it, and I recalled that Josh Johnson is the starting quarterback of your Washington Redskins. <laughs> Um, and this, but how, however, I'll say this, I think teasing that game down, I mean, 10, 10 does still seem like a high number. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in no shape to tease the Redskins, uh, with Josh Johnson starting, but, um, I would say this, the Titans are like that team that's really scrappy. Um, they find a way to win. They've done so under coach Vrabel, uh, this, this year, uh, much more they have in the past. Obviously, Derrick Henry has been on a tear as of late. Um, saw an interesting article where Eddie George has, has sort of become some some sort of mentor to him and kind of lectured him that he wasn't running hard enough. And then, you know, of course, he busts off these three weeks. Um, but, it, I, yeah, I, I I agree with you on the Colts and the Giants. And that, that has to do equally with the fact that the Giants are poo. I mean, they really are just not good. Uh, especially Landon Collins on the IR. Uh, Odell Beckham may or may not play, but the Colts have been surging. They have been excellent. Andrew Luck should, as much as Mahomes and Breeze and uh, Gurley, he's fallen off, but those guys have dominated the MVP conversation. I don't think there's a question that Andrew Luck is the comeback player of the year, um, and he should be mentioned in the MVP conversation. He's been excellent. I think he has 34 or 35 touchdowns with a couple weeks to go. Um, and, and the Colts have been on fire under ex, <clears throat> excuse me, Eagles coach Frank Reich. And for all my Redskins homers out there who maybe don't like betting on a game that involves the Redskins without ripping the Redskins, which is usually me, but I've kind of given up on any hope in this season. I also like teasing the Bengals up from plus nine to plus fifteen. Uh, they're in Cleveland. And Cleveland is definitely a better team, but I don't see Cleveland as a blowout team that's going to beat the Bengals by more than two touchdowns. I totally agree. And I meant to touch on this earlier. You mentioned the Jags and how they're such a shitty team. And it's not even – I mean, shitty, you can define that in many ways. But the fact fact was that the Jags had absolutely no motivation. And the Bengals don't – you know, they don't – appear to me to be that sort of team. And uh, this is a, another game I'm looking at as a teaser opportunity because I agree with you, Charlie. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield's been good, and I and I hope he's great. I, I, I honestly, there's there's very few teams in the league that I hope actually do well, um, but the Cleveland Browns are one of them. They, they've suffered for so long. I feel like they're akin to Washington, and maybe this is the Stanley Cup hangover uh, in me talking. It's been so nice to get the championship, uh, you know, lift off your back. Uh, Cleveland's been tortured forever. Yeah. And, and they finally they're have a little bit fun of to root for. Yeah, they're ultimate underdog. Uh, but that being, that being said, that being said, they shouldn't be laying nine points to the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what I'm saying. The difference between the Browns and the Redskins right now, uh, is they both had a tortured history, spent specifically recently, but the Browns have such a brighter 
outlook than the Redskins. Let's like, not. I don't know. Are we going to do this right now? No, no. Um, <laughs> let's not. No. Let's not. Let's not. Um, all right. Uh, there's uh, Nick, do you have anything on the NFL that you like? No. Nah. <laughs> all right. Enough said. Uh, one game I do want to talk <laughs> about briefly, just, just to get some of our thoughts. Uh, the Ravens playing at the Chargers at StubHub Stadium. Uh, the Chargers... Laying four points uh, against the surging Ravens and uh, an RG3 doppelganger uh, in Lamar Jackson. Uh, total on this game, 43.5. I, I, don't, I don't have anything on this game, personally, gambling-wise. I just think it's it, – that this is your Saturday night game, by the way. Um, so it, I'm sure we'll all be watching it. I think this is just going to be a really, really interesting game. Obviously, the Chargers have been surging under Coach Anthony Lynn. Um, and they're eleven and three, tied with uh, the Chiefs in the division. I don't know who has the tiebreaker. I would assume the Chiefs do. Yeah, I believe the Chiefs beat. Or, yeah, the Chiefs beat them earlier this year. What do you think, though? Both of these defenses actually have been pretty stout. Obviously, the Ravens historically, but Lamar Jackson's rushing attack. They've been averaging over two hundred yards rushing a game since he took over. Um, what 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 do you guys think about this Ravens team and, and the Chargers team as well? I think the Ravens are fraudulent. And, like, when it comes to the Chargers, I'm just, like, I'm not betting against them anymore. I, I've kind of been on them, and, and historically I've been against them. And I keep saying at the start of the year it was always Chargers haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played. Do not continue to bet against this team. They are the real deal. And I would talk about a guy I'd love to see succeed. I would love to see somehow Phillip Rivers pull this off in – late career when everyone thought he was probably done, never going to do anything in the playoffs except lose first round. And the, the crazy thing is, are we about to see, like, the AFC go through a 25,000-person stadium? That would be it would be incredible. Um, and it's possible still, uh, I believe. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm excited for this game. Let me speak. <laughs> Jesus. All right, listen. All right, shut up for a minute. All right. <laughs> Philip Rivers, sneaky having an MVP candidate season. Uh, Chuck, how can people say that uh, the, the Chargers haven't played anybody when the, people are looking at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs like they're um, they're, they're going to march right down to the Super Bowl? They play the same teams. All right. Nick, Nick, no, no, no. I'm saying prior to that game, prior to when they went into the Steelers game and beat them on Sunday night, People had kept saying that the Chargers hadn't played anybody, and if you look at their schedule prior to that game, they had not played anybody. All right, but and my, since my, then, they've been on tear. My confidence on the Chargers isn't so much isn't so much the Chargers, but I just think the uh, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson a quarterback are fraudulent. They've played a couple bottom tier uh, NFL rushing defenses. Now they go up against uh, Bosa and the Chargers front here. Uh, it's a top 10 rushing defense. I think the Lamar Jackson train comes crashing down uh, and his uh, chariot turns into a pumpkin on on Saturday. Wow. Real confident. I already got him. I got him parlayed with Duke uh, first half money line tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, okay. Interesting parlay strategy there. <laughs> Uh, just uh, to rattle off some uh, Super Bowl odds that are uh, current on our book, um, outrageously the Saints are uh, only two to one. Uh, Pats, That's crazy. Pats at five to one, uh, which is also nuts. 
Uh, Rams, uh, four and a half to one. Chiefs, four and a half to one. Um, your Chargers, we were just talking about, uh, plus 750, um, and that about rounds it out. Other than the Texans, plus 1,000. Um, any, any, anything, anything tickles your fancy there? I, honestly, I kind of, I, I kind of do like the Chargers. I love the Saints, obviously, but that price is insane. Yeah. That's just a ridiculous price. And I told you, that if you want to get a value pick, take the Seahawks. I'm t- they're a team that's been there before. They get streaky, and they're on the verge of streaking after what was an insane loss against the Niners last week. I see them winning these last two games after upsetting the Chiefs tomorrow, uh, this weekend. Hit your value. Oh, yeah, currently I see thirty-seven to one on them, so uh, certainly yeah. a lot of value on them. Steelers, Steelers have a little bit of value too. Nineteen to one, agreed. Yeah, those are two teams I left out. Thank you for uh, bringing those up. Um, all right, anything else before we wrap this up? It's been it's been a nice episode getting back together. A nice little sweet pod, right right in our sweet spot here, about forty forty five minutes. Are we not going to talk about the Redskins game? No, I mean, I mean, if you'd like, no. I, you go ahead. <laughs> I mean, if you guys don't want to talk about it, we'll not. We'll, not well, to... well, I know. Well, you're, well, you're traveling. Da- you're traveling down there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, right. I am going down there. Um, yeah. Who Wait, hold on. Before before you get started, Clive, can I just say? Gotta say, one of the luckiest things in my life that I didn't commit to this trip to Nashville. <laughs> because to go see Josh Johnson starting for the Redskins, well, that be at least said, you guys are going to an awesome city. Like yeah, that's you know, like you guys yeah. are gonna have a blast in that. Are you playing good cop, bad cop, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll have plenty of fun down there. I'm, there's no shortage of fun with that that crew. All right. All right. Yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll stop this I, I gotta go. What's that? What? I gotta go. Okay. Why? Yeah. Wrap it up. All right. Well, there goes the Clive main. Um, <laughs> I think that will about wrap it up for this uh, episode of what Ray's was that about? Radio. <laughs> I, I I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, maybe maybe Zion Williamson just uh, like broke his leg or something, uh, and so he's not going to win that first half money parla- money line uh, <laughs> leg of his parlay. Uh, Chuck, any final thoughts before we uh, we go into the uh, holiday break here? Um, I, no, ha- have a happy holidays. Enjoy these last like when you get in the middle of the football season, you start to take having these games for granted so much. And then once it's basketball season and you're betting on random MLB games, you miss it so much. So enjoy these last spreads while you can. Yeah, I, I, I could not dis, uh, could not agree more. Disagree. I could not agree more. Uh, despite despite it being a poor season by my standards, uh, I've enjoyed the ups and downs. Uh, it's been it's been a lovely year all the way around, uh, uh, and uh, I look forward to the new year uh, and not uh, not uh, losing so much money. <laughs> all right, Chuck. All right, folks. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks to the Clife Main who had his abrupt exit. Uh, you know, who knows when we'll do the next episode. We're at episode 44. We'll hit 50 maybe at the time with 30. But, you know, it's a, it's a more of a marathon than a sprint. Right, Chuck? Sounds good, fellas. Enjoy your holidays. 
whichever one you celebrate, make it a good bowl season and NFL playoff run. All right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. That's it for Rays Radio. Until next time, go fuck yourself.